Hello, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Anna Loder from readabook.com.au. I'm a lifelong reader and book lover and a long-time book club member. 15 years, I can't believe it. I've been a bookseller for 13 and now I'm a reviewer and blogger. This is a weekly podcast celebrating that love of books and reading. I'm so excited to be in your ears today. Before we get started, can I quickly pay my respects to the Darawal people of the Uyora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land on which I work, play, read and live on. Along with the traditional owners of the lands throughout Australia, I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Let's get started. I'm talking to Mercedes Mercer this morning. We're discussing her debut novel that she released earlier this year called White Noise. It's a psychological thriller. It's not too gory. It's not too bloody. It involves a police psychologist. So it's fascinating and something that I would completely never do and hopefully never need to think about other than vicariously. I read it earlier this year. I haven't stopped thinking about it. I absolutely loved it. It was so atmospheric, set in Bondi, set over the course of a week. So it absolutely was very much like just one more page, just one more one more paragraph, one more sentence. Uh, I can't stop. Couldn't put it down. It was great reading and I'm really looking forward to speaking with Mercedes Mercer this morning. Hello. Thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I've been wow. wanting to talk to you for months now. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't have loved White Noise more. It was fantastic. White Noise follows Dr. Laura Fleming and she's a psychologist at a fictional prison in New South Wales called Westmead Prison. Mm-hmm. And she inherits an inmate called Justin Jones from a work colleague, has to go on maternity leave early. And it's Laura's job to assess Justin's suitability for early release onto parole. And this is something that, that Justin desperately wants. Mm, yeah, and, absolutely desperately yeah. wants. <laughs> and Justin, he's sort of, he's really charismatic, mm-hmm. he's really manipulative, mm-hmm. he's handsome, he's charming, and he's sort of got everyone in the prison believing that he's this model inmate. He's this mm. fully reformed person who's ready to, to leave prison early on parole Absolutely. and yep. rejoin. Completely him. rehabilitated. Exactly, yep. you know, changed his life for the, yeah. for the good. Yeah. And so that's how Laura goes into these sessions with him, sort of with that that impression in the back of her mind. But as she sits in sessions with him and sort of gets to know him, these alarm bells start ringing in the back of her head and she starts to think, oh, maybe he's not exactly the way that he's been portrayed by my colleagues. And but me she only while, has a week as well. Like it's such a short time span of a novel. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. His, his meeting with, with the parole authority is is looming it's coming up really really quickly mm. she's got to get her thoughts together her assessment of him writing up the report she's got it for the parole authority she's got to get all of that done really mm. really but meanwhile in her personal life there's things going on as well and there's these oh my goodness things, aren't there things going on yeah lots of things going on and there's this sort of this series of attacks and threats that sort of start out quite small things that could sort of pass off as a coincidence or mm-hmm. you know, just something that's unfortunately happened but mm. isn't connected to anything but as time goes on these threats and these attacks start to become more and more personal and more and more terrifying 
So My word, yeah. So Laura's got to work out what's going on, work out who she can trust and who she can't trust before it's too late. Oh, it was lovely hanging out with Laura as well. I loved her as a character. She was just real flawed as well, but really a real person that I wanted to get to know more. Yeah, she was Thank great. Thank you, yeah. I, oh, I, I love her. Thank you. So I think you had been working on White Noise for a couple of years. You had done a Fiona McIntosh course? Yes, yeah, so I... I did Fiona McIntosh's masterclass in 2016 and I think before that I'd sort of seen writing as something that I was just doing as a hobby and I was doing it sort of in my spare time and you know doing it when I felt like it and it sort of just came to me one day I was like no I don't want to do this Mm. just as a hobby anymore I really want to make a go of it and I really really want to try and have this as as my career so the first step I I thought I'll enroll in Fiona's masterclass. Wow, fellow, what a great first step. Uh, yeah, fellow South Australian author. And I'd done a writing course of hers oh, probably years and years. Oh, gosh, almost probably eight years before that, I did a, a smaller writing course with her and really enjoyed that. So I thought, yep, I'll sign up to her masterclass. So I went along and that was that was incredible. And when I was there, I sat down with her and because you come to her masterclass with the first 10 pages of the manuscript that you're working on. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing sort of commercial fiction, romance sort of. Oh, um, wow, that is not what this is. No, completely different, completely different. And so I took those first 10 pages with me and she sat me down and she was like, Mercedes, the first thing I'm going to say is why on earth are you not writing crime? You've got this really unique, fascinating insight into the criminal justice system. Mm. This is what you should be writing. Yeah, that was one of my questions. Are you a prison psychologist yourself? Or No, I'm not. Oh. So I, I work in corrections. I yeah. work in sort of the, the more corporate side of, oh, of right. corrections. And so I did do a lot of research research into psychology and I have a colleague at work who I actually went to high school with and so I spoke to her a lot and got lots of insight from her and I always yeah I did I always wanted to write crime novel crime's my favorite genre I've read it my whole life yes right yeah yeah my mum adores crime so we always had bookshelves heaving with crime novels growing (laughs) up but I almost think that might have been to my detriment a little bit because I'd read all these incredible, incredible crime novels that I sort of ended up being a little bit intimidated by the genre, I think. And I'd sort of talked myself into thinking that I, I just couldn't write a crime novel. I couldn't couldn't do all the twists and the turns and the clues and the red herrings that crime readers, rightly so, expect in a good crime novel. And so when Fiona said that to me, I thought, oh, yes, maybe I will do that. But I didn't do it for for years. I didn't take her advice for a few years after that. It's like any good advice though, isn't it? Just keeps sitting there. (laughs) Exactly. And then it wasn't until 2020 when pandemic Mm. happened that year and I had a bit more time in my day. I was commuting to and from work and I just thought, why can't I write a crime novel? Why can't I do it? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to give it a go. I couldn't believe that it was a debut. Like you can so write a crime novel. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I think because obviously with my background in, in the criminal justice system, I knew that if I wrote a crime novel, I really wanted to, to set it in a prison. Yes. So I had that sort of behind me. And I had caught up with my colleague who's 
um, a psychologist with the department for lunch a few weeks before I'd started writing. And she was just talking me through her day and telling me, you know, what she had on for the rest of the day. And one of the things she was saying was how she has to assess this inmate's suitability for early release to parole and write up a risk assessment and her belief on whether or not he should be released early. And I was just sitting there and I just thought, wow, Mm. it's just such an incredibly huge, important responsibility to be sitting on her shoulders. And that's where the idea sort of started from. So wouldn't it be great to pitch a really smart, really manipulative, really charming Mm. inmate Mm. against equally smart psychologist and sort of watch that power play and sort of see how that unfolds and so that was the the germ of the idea behind white noise and then I sat down and I had those two things in my head I'd done a lot of research in in months leading up to to starting I just sat down and the words just sort of came out of me and I I was just like wow this is what I'm I'm so you're on the right track. This is what you should be doing, feels. Exactly. Yeah. I think I knew that I should be writing crime from the yeah. first time I sat down to, to give it a go. Absolutely. And so you'll be writing crime from now on? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes I uh, <laughs> totally. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, fantastic. That is so good for me to hear because I need crime books that aren't too gory <laughs> and too bloody and the body count isn't too high, but I still yeah. like to get the scare factor in. But really what I really got from your book was that I could not turn the pages fast enough. I just wanted to know. It was so edge of my seat reading. Brilliant. Thank you. It was yeah, great. And that's what I wanted, you know, to be that really pacey style thriller where you're just flicking through the page, just you end a chapter chapter and you're like, oh, okay, the end of the chapter's coming up. I'll finish this chapter and I'll go to bed. But then you get to the end of the chapter and you're like, no, no, I can't. I've got to keep going. So oh, that makes it was really even happy. at the point where I was like, I'll just read, I'll put my bookmark in under the paragraph <laughs> that I'm up to. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That's oh, that really good. Really it, it is as close as I ever want to get to knowing what it's like inside a prison. I think <laughs> it was such a voyeuristic way to, to travel inside the prisons. It was just so atmospheric. It was so well done. Oh. Congratulations. Thank you. And I think I wanted to bring my experience in the criminal justice system to white noise and been to prisons around the country. And so it is Westmead Prison is sort of like a mishmash mix up of all those prisons I've been to. You know, it's not based sort of on any one prison. Right. Yeah. Chosen little bits from each prison and sort of put them together. So it's a real tense environment where there's just this simmering tension that's oh yeah where the like barely concealed fury amongst the inmates is just about to crackle into like you captured it so well thank you (laughs) i hadn't ever even appreciated either that the people going in and out of prisons would have to be worrying about what underwear they're wearing and what jewelry they've got showing and what's in their bag and oh my goodness there's so many things that i just didn't even know that i didn't know that's yeah that's that's brilliant. That Yeah, that makes me really happy because I think prisons are this sort of element of society that is separate from the community. It's sort of what goes on day to day is sort of mm. hidden, the big walls, the mm. rays of life fence. And I think a lot of people don't really know the ins and outs of what does go on during the days at prison. Yes. So I really wanted to give a bit of an insight into what life is like within prisons. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because like I'm sure I'm not the only one 
one for about five seconds in my 20s. I thought that I would love to be a forensic psychologist and I don't know if I'd actually met me or not, but oh my goodness. But it is something that I've always stayed interested in, even though I can't read true crime or anything. But just getting into the mind of somebody who can do this type of thing, I think something that we all flirt with. Like what it Absolutely. Takes. I think I'm so interested in psychology mm. and I'm, I'm just so interested. Oh, that shows. Yeah. Yeah. Why people do the things they do mm. and the reasoning behind it. And so I think I just knew that I wanted to write it from a psychologist's point of view mm. rather than an officer in the prison. I really wanted to get that that education and that, yeah. that knowledge around Absolutely. getting inside people's heads yeah. um, and put that on, on the page. And I think I wanted to to show as well just the, the tough job that these people mm. do day in day out absolutely yeah it's the incredible work that they do do because I said a lot of it does sort of go unnoticed because it is this section that's that's hidden away from the rest of society and so these people often don't get the acknowledgement that I think they deserve for for what they do yeah, yeah, I know. Imagine being responsible for ending somebody's jail sentence. It's it's an incredible responsibility and White Noise really brought that home for me. It's, yeah, it's something that I had never thought about but really deservedly. I loved that Dr Laura Fleming was also quite a damaged character as well. She had her own demons and, and that was fascinating as well but it was just great yeah. to be with her. She was such a lovely yeah. person to hang out with. Oh, thank you. I love Laura. I've got yeah. obviously such a, a huge soft spot spot for Laura and I really like writing damaged characters and characters that have gone through trauma in their past and just sort of showing how that that can lead to and and how that shows up Mm. in their life and I wanted to show a character who's been through all these awful things in her past without going into any spoilers (laughs) but she still has this belief in second chances and redemption and she still in and she does her job to the best of her ability every day and still believes in other people being able to change the course of Mm. their life for the better and Mm. yeah and that's what I really wanted to show in Laura's character oh you did do that you did a wonderful job with that she was just will we see her again do you think will there what are you working on now well (laughs) what I can tell you without any spoilers is that I'm currently working on my second novel so I'm deep in edits on that at the moment that should be coming out mid next year June-ish excellent yeah (laughs) so a standalone book in it in its own regard but many of the main characters from White Noise will be back and we're back at Westmead Prison but you don't have to have read White Noise to read and understand this one. Yeah but, but if it doesn't come out until mid next year you're crazy not to read White Noise first. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> really get into the world. Well that's wonderful to hear, thank you. And how was the reception I think? It seemed to me everywhere it was oh, so well done. Thank you. I just you're with Harper Collins I think they do a great job yes yes they're they're fantastic my publisher my publicist all the marketing teams there are just incredible I was so thrilled with the way that it all kicked off and yes um, I think just the Australian writing community is just so so supportive and Mm. everyone is 
so excited when an author releases a book and so supportive. And I think that's just one of the things that I've really loved about this journey of, of being a debut author is just how supportive everyone is. And I've I've never really sort of seen it in anywhere else. There's no there's no jealousy, there's no one's threatened, there's no gatekeeping. Everyone mm. is so supportive and open and genuinely wants best. As a reader, I got to go for a dinner with Rachel Johns, like the author friends when I, she was here doing a tour. And like Love I just it. felt so welcomed and included and it was just it really just hit me like it's just the nicest community ever. It really is. I was up in Sydney for Bad Sydney Crime Writers Festival recently. Yes. Yes. And coming from Adelaide, you know, I was a little bit intimidated, a little bit nervous, but I I shouldn't have been because every other author there was so open and so welcoming. On one of the nights that I was there, I got a message from the wonderful Petronella McGovern who messaged me and said, oh, a couple of authors are going out for a dinner. Would you like to join us? Just things like that. How lovely is that? And taking a debut author under her wing and just making me feel feel included and part of it it was just so so lovely Mm. it truly is just the most supportive community filled with these wonderful wonderful it's incredible and yeah like you say as well absolutely no jealousy they don't even seem to think about who's where and what's it's just lovely it's just so wonderful so I think obviously you're always a reader as well you've talked about that the crime love so what are you reading now have you read the liars you have read the liars I love the liars yeah. Um, oh, so incredible. She just weaved together oh. so many different points into just this one big mm. explosion. It was just, mm. I'm in awe of the way Petronella writes. She's just, she's in a class of her own. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I think you also seem like you have a very supportive family as well. I think you've got brothers that you called your cheerleaders and you dedicate white noise to your mum, which I thought was super nice. Yes, and now that I find mom. out that you're both into the crime, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes, my my mum, she is a huge, huge reader and I've just grown up with books everywhere and waking up on a weekend and just lying in bed and reading a book and spending an afternoon reading a book. That's just the way I've grown up and it's just so wonderful. And, and like I said in my dedication, a love of writing and a love of reading go hand in hand. Mm. And so I think without that base of the love of reading, I don't think I would have had a love of writing. So yeah. yeah. I do have her to, to thank for that. And dad's wonderful as well. And my brothers are oh, just of course. Yeah. You know, so supportive. And one of my brothers is a paramedic. Oh. And I'd heard so many of incredible, tragic stories of what he does day in, day out. And I just, I knew that I wanted to include something about paramedics in White Noise as a, a bit of a love letter to Oh, to it absolutely is. Yeah. Those people, they're just heroes. Yeah. Yeah. An absolute hero. I I wanted to sort of put that that love and that appreciation in mm, white noise. Yeah, it really is an absolute eye opener to the what the paramedics actually go through as well. There are another mm. one while reading it that I really gave me further insights into just their day to day. Oh yes, and I have to say your social media. I feel like we're friends already. Oh good, <laughs> you obviously do the best job. Oh good, that makes me so happy. I really like social media. It's a really good 
way to sort of bring down those barriers. Yeah, I think on social media, you would pick up a book and you would never think to contact the author, wouldn't really know how to or, you know, whether that was allowed. Yes. And I think these days seeing authors on social media, it really sort of, it brings down those barriors and Mm. just makes Yeah, I don't even think I wondered what authors looked like or what they did (laughs) in their day. You didn't think of them as real people. I don't think I did. No, no. Yeah, you just thought, oh, this is a cracker of a book. Yeah. Out for anything by this person. But aside from the bio Mm. at the beginning of the book, you never really thought too much about them as a a person. So I think that's really good. That's that's something that social media has done is really bring authors into the spotlight as well and the incredible work that they do and the incredible people that they are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, sort of gives readers a bit more of an insight, I think, into the... Well, as a reader, it's just such a gift. It's so much fun. It's so (laughs) nice to know what's coming up, what the process is, the day-to-day. It's great. I agree. And I think I also really love the way that you can just get that sort of feedback from readers as well. Like I love getting DMs or emails or messages from readers and that truly is, aside from the actual writing, that is the best part of being an author is is hearing that feedback and having these people tell you. Oh, I bet you've had lots from people who work in the prisons and paramedics and yes I've had some just some really lovely lovely messages that have made my day there was one lady who said that her husband was going in for this really really risky surgery and so she went to the bookshop and she was looking for a book to to distract her and she said she was so glad she picked up white noise because it, it just completely distracted her during those hours that he was, oh he was what a surgery. great way to escape yeah yeah cried when I <laughs> when I got yeah, that I bet. that's Thankfully, an incredible yeah. gift to be able to give somebody exactly thankfully her husband was fine he came through the surgery so that, that made me happy too. Yeah, absolutely. So oh. it's set in Sydney, which is my hometown, and absolutely I could see, feel, taste, smell. I'm on the water as well, which I think is quite similar to where she oh, lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt so nice. But what made you decide to set it in Sydney? Well, the main reason was because I still currently work in the criminal justice system here in South Australia. I wanted that sort of that separation so there wasn't that Yes, that yes. Even though Westmead is a fictional prison and all the characters and the situations and the inmates are fiction, I just really wanted to sort of have that distance, I guess. That makes perfect sense, yeah. Spent a lot of time in Sydney. I adore Sydney. And so I felt like I could write Sydney quite comfortably. The only issue was that when I came to sit down and write it during 2020, so there was no travelling. I would have loved to have gotten up and spent a few weeks in Bondi and just really immersing myself in law. Laura's life and walking the beach and being in the same atmosphere as her. But I had to... Oh, you captured it beautifully. Oh, yeah. thank you. I mean, I'm I in Cronulla, but yeah. beachside living in there. I spent a lot of time on Google Maps, oh. <laughs> looking around, and that was hugely helpful. And when I went up to Sydney a couple of months ago, I, I did get to walk around and sort of walk the streets, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I bet it felt like you had already done it once because absolutely this was just couldn't have been more completely there. Thank you. Thank you. I also wanted to talk about Sam as well, Laura's work oh, there. I love Sam. I hope we see more of her in a subsequent books. Yes, you will. Good. Um, 
I loved writing Sam because I think Laura's character is quite restrained. She's straight-laced. She plays by the rules. She's very professional. And Sam's just the complete opposite of that. She's just... She's just fun and she's such a character and I really, really loved writing her and just having her. I loved reading her. I loved reading the relationship. Laura, I think, white-knuckling and trying to hang and do everything perfectly. And And I loved sort of writing Sam from her perspective as well, this bit more, you know, restrained straight-laced woman coming across you know absolutely like (laughs) ball of energy and doesn't play by the rules and is sort of the exact opposite of Laura but somehow they work and they click so yeah really absolutely they click there that was a friendship that I could feel as well that was I wanted to be part of it love being back with Sam while writing an editing book too as well yeah I bet I can't wait to hang out with her some more Okay, so that's it for this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Please leave a review wherever you can, but especially where you found my Readable podcast. If you'd like more connection, please head on over to thereadable.com.au. There's plenty of book reviews and recommendations there, and that's also where you'll find my blog. And I would love, love, love to welcome you into our community. There's a membership page on readable.com.au. There are three levels. The first is free, and I'm so hoping that you would like to help me build my online community where we can enjoy reading more together. Thank you.